This is City Journal Midday News, the Triple R, with Natasha Alios, Ellie Mitchell, and Sam Matthews. A magnitude 6 earthquake has rocked Victoria and other parts of Australia. The tremors epicentre was near Mansfield in northeast Victoria at a quarter past nine this morning, with a second magnitude 4 earthquake recorded 15 minutes later. The initial quake was strongly felt in Melbourne, almost 200 kilometres away, as well as in Canberra and Sydney. There is damage to buildings in Melbourne. The walls and awnings have crashed to the ground at the corner of Chapel Street and Green Street in Windsor. Associate Professor of Earthquake Sciences at the University of Melbourne, Mark Quigley, says near the epicentre it would have felt much like the 2011 Christchurch quake and more aftershocks are expected. When we get earthquakes of this magnitude, we expect numerous aftershocks, uh, hundreds of small ones potentially, and, and the probability of a, sort of a magnitude 5 or greater aftershock is greatly enhanced when we get something like, like this. Victorians have flooded social media eager to share their experience of the quake and where they were when it hit. While Hulla local Michael Leaney was serving breakfast at the Star Hotel more than 100 kilometres away from the epicentre. I actually said to the guests, um, this is an earthquake. It was certainly very noticeable, um, a loud kind of like roar and the building shook substantially. I was standing and I had to hold on to a cabinet to uh, stand up. And I was actually surprised at how long it went for. Three people with COVID-19 have died in Victoria in the past day. The state has recorded 628 new local cases, the biggest number this year. New South Wales recorded five deaths and 1,035 new cases. 242 people are in intensive care. New South Wales is leading Australia in first-dose vaccination rates, reaching 83%. Police are out in force in a bid to head off any repeat of the city's violent anti-vaccination protests. So far today, there have been reports of sporadic arrests, but no major clashes. Premier Daniel Andrews says yesterday's ugly scenes are not representative of the construction industry. A goodly number of them have never been near a construction site. They're there for all manner of different reasons. Like the notion that that's a, that that's a group of people that speak for the industry, no, they do not. 500 police attended yesterday's protests and Chief Commissioner Shane Patton says there are more there today. Victoria Police have planned. Uh, we have significant tactics in place. We will be very swift in our response and conduct, as we've seen yesterday, will not be tolerated. The Chief Commissioner says people outside the construction industry are being encouraged to attend. Deakin University far-right expert Josh Roos says the protest is made up of the usual suspects. Far-right groups, freedom marches, conspiracy activists, anti-vaxxers, all there basically attempting to shape the narrative about what these protests are. The federal government's carbon credit system is being misused, according to new research. Emil Pavlich has the story. Independent think tank, the Australia Institute, has found that carbon credits were claimed on projects that had no link to emissions reduction. Landholders are using a buyback scheme for forest land clearing that isn't actually occurring. Lead researcher Richie Merzine says that integrity of the system is being undermined. If you look at the average clearing rate in New South Wales, it would have to increase by at least 750% to clear that land. The federal government has generated over $300 million worth of carbon credits. Emil Pavlich, City General News. 
community sport is suffering after being closed for months due to ongoing lockdowns. Director of basketball for the Collingwood All-Stars, Manny Hendricks, says young children are also missing out on getting together and keeping active. We had a lot of young kids coming and kids with disabilities coming to play basketball on the weekend. They haven't been able to do that as well. So not so much about winning championships or finals, but even kids that just came to our programs as a release to just have some fun. That's been taken away. And for the most part, most basketball courts outdoors have been taken away. Victorian universities are partnering with domestic violence organisation Our Watch to prevent gendered violence. This kind of violence not only includes physical or sexual violence, but also harassment and intimidation. The state government has granted nearly $1 million for the world-leading anti-violence program. Minister for Women and Family Violence Prevention, Gabrielle Williams, says the challenging behaviours and attitudes is vital to build a safer Victoria for everyone. And in sports news, Melbourne coach Simon Goodwin has been named Senior Coach of the Year by the AFL Coaches Association. The Demons could win their first premiership in 57 years against the Bulldogs this Saturday. Meantime, Essendon joint captain and midfielder Zach Merritt won the Bombers' best and fairest after polling 420 votes to finish ahead of teammate Darcy Parrish. To soccer, and the Republic of Ireland defeated the Matildas 3-2 in Sam Kerr's 100th game for Australia. And in cricket, the Australian women's team defeated India by nine wickets in their international series opener being played in Mackay. They'll play again on Friday. Now to Melbourne's weather. It'll be cloudy with the top of 17 degrees. After an overnight low of eight, partly cloudy with the slight chance of showers in the southeast. A warmish top of 21. This has been City Journal Midday News for Triple R with Natasia Elias. Ellie Mitchell and Sam Matthews.